your post Pilates gear, those funkified running shoes. They could all smell like a new car. Thanks to the MyGM Rewards card, you'll earn four points for every dollar spent on all purchases everywhere. And seven total points for every dollar spent with GM. Earn towards a brand new GM ride with every yoga mat and spa treatment. That's the power of appreciation. From us to you. Namaste, y'all. Subject to credit approval. Terms and limitations apply. Visit MyGMRewardsCard.com. Well, hello. If you live in Ireland or the UK, I hope you have survived the heatwave. And if you live anywhere else in the world, we've probably been having a summer as good as yours. If you're about Dublin next week, I will be playing at the Vodafone Comedy Festival in Ivy Gardens. VodafoneComedy.com for more information. It is absolutely my favourite festival, so check out the lineup. It's absolutely incredible. I will also be playing at the Comedy Tent at some music festivals in August and September, but I'll put all those details on my website. Uh, remember websites? Remember when we all just used to list things on our websites? Also, I will be at the Mac in Belfast on the 24th of November with a solo show, and tickets are on sale now, and I've been told they are flying out the door. I don't know what that means. It could mean there's five tickets gone. It could mean there is 95% of the tickets gone. Who knows? But get your tickets fast anyway if you want to come to that. I think it's going to be really good fun. I had a fantastic time doing this episode with Daphne and Celeste. As you'll hear, they're both lovely and they are, oh my God, they're just so funny. If you do enjoy this free show, free, please do show your support by leaving a lovely review on iTunes as it really, really does help the podcast reach a new audience. Also, you could send me a big box of money Or you could share it on social media or tell a friend who you think might like to hear it. But mainly, I think sending me a box of money is the best option. That's still on the table. Okay, on with the show. Hello, you are very welcome to another episode of Fascinated. I'm joined today by Celeste Cruz and Karen DeConcetto, otherwise known as pop icons Daphne and Celeste. Hi, this is my friend Daphne and I'm Celeste. Now, if you're a listener of this podcast, the chances are you know who Daphne and Celeste are. They were a pop duo who took the UK by storm back in 1999. They released their debut single, Ooh Stick You, in September of 1999, and it was a big hit in the UK. It was pretty highbrow. They followed this with their cheerleader anthem, U-G-L-Y. UGLY is about people who Daphne and Celeste think are ugly. The girls came under fire when it was released because some journalists thought that they were advocating bullying. Even though the girls parody cheerleaders and mm, even back then I thought, well, it's pretty clear it's tongue in cheek. But Daphne and Celeste, are they just a sharp satire? At the time, they weren't really interested in defending themselves. Bullying is 
really nice. But Celeste, you do have a you do have a stock answer for this, one, I think. <laughs> yes, I have a nice routine answer for this. Um, it's not about what's on the outside; it's about what's on the inside. And I think that's what we're speaking about: people who are ugly on the inside. And people that was the utter genius of Daphne and Celeste. They didn't give a shit. If you think about it, why would they? They auditioned to play these cartoony characters in a pop band. They were in their teens and they were both from New Jersey and they were flown halfway around the world and arrived to a pretty vapid pop scene where pop stars were talking about their inspiration and their motivation and not mentioning that the song had probably been written for them and they had recorded it line by line and were for the most part probably working for slightly more than minimum wage. Daphne and Celeste didn't play this game and it was hilarious. What kind of music are you into, Celeste? Rap, R&B. Oh yeah? Yeah. And who, who are your own influences then? Um, there are lots of them. You know, like, well, sort of like, where do you come from, like, with your own, with, with your own stuff? Um, oh, you mean with, like, Stick You and Ugly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. Oh, where do I come from with that? Explain to me why you got this song, U-G-L-Y, Ugly. Because both of you, you're not that ugly, really, are you? So, like, our producers were, like, singing a song and we were like, cool. You are? Pop is, like, high school. Right, and exactly um, what, there's a lot of people back at who somebody. look gorgeous, but are just such bitches. Well, since we don't write the songs, that definitely was, <laughs> was not no. a part of it. Yeah. You know, we just sing them. You know, they, they hand it to us, and we're like, okay, sure, we'll do yeah. this. Daphne and Celeste either didn't clock that taking it all very seriously was part of the job, or they just didn't care. Either way, they arrived on the pop scene in the UK, and they burned it to the ground. Are you going to stay with the music, or do you think you'll sort of move back to acting? We're in pop. I don't know. Give us what a year, year and a half. Maybe, so maybe six months. I mean, who knows? Cheery TV presenters at the time would get angry at them because they would look bewildered or start laughing at the stupid questions they were being asked. Other times, they would just out and out lie. How did you both come together, and how did you get noticed? Um, my mom adopted her when I was like a little kid. Yeah. What? My mom adopted her when I was like little. But they were successful and they were selling lots of records and the TV shows kept booking them and the interviews just got funnier and funnier. Have so you got any naughty habits you want to share with us? Naughty habits? Yeah. Like, like what kind of naughty, like kinky S&M stories? It all culminated in one live performance on Sunday the 27th of August 2000 at the Reading Rock Festival. You'll be forgiven for thinking that Daphne and Celeste might seem out of place at that festival, and you'd be right. The lineup for the day was Stereophonics, Placebo, Slipknot, Rage Against the Machine, Blink 182, A, Super Suckers, K, My Vitriol, and then at the end of the poster, plus Daphne and Celeste. Reading is primarily a rock festival, and the rockers went batshit. When Daphne and Celeste were added to the lineup, some thought it was a publicity stunt as the announcement came just days before their album We Didn't Say That was released. But the performance went ahead and what's transpired was one of the most iconic moments in pop history. Predictably, there was almost a riot. The audience didn't see subtle satire. They just saw two girls singing Ooh Stick You to a backing track and accordingly, they threw whatever they had to hand. The girls had everything thrown at them. Literally everything. As we will discuss later on, someone even threw their wheelchair. Remarkably though, 
They finished their set unscathed and gave it the same amount of consideration that they had everything else in their career. Not a lot. Daphne and Celeste have just come off stage at the Reading Festival in One Piece, girls. Yes. <laughs> um, it was good. I had a smile on my face the whole time. I thought it was so good. They have succeeded where other bigger acts have failed. In 2004, 50 Cent got upset and threw his microphone into the audience when somebody threw a paddling pool. In 1988, Meatloaf left the stage after just 20 minutes at Reading when he got hit in the face with a two-litre of cider. It's worth noting, on that same day, Bonnie Tyler became the first act to be bottled at Reading, but she completed her full set despite the audience throwing bottles of piss. Well done, Bonnie. After the performance, they promoted their cover of Alice Cooper's School's Out for Summer, released just in time for kids to go back to school. Then Daphne and Celeste evaporated into thin air. No tears, Celeste went back to school and Daphne Caron went on to other acting jobs. She performed off-Broadway and ended up writing episodes of Ruby and the Rockets and writing and exec producing Recovery Road, both for ABC Family. After graduation, Celeste also went into acting and even ended up in an episode of 30 Rock. But unknown to Celeste and Daphne Caron, they had a fan out there who was determined to put the band back together. Ben Jacobs, also known as singer, songwriter and producer, Max Tundra. He was determined that the legacy would continue. So Max Ben contacted Celeste and Daphne Caron. I think about seven years ago I sent them a tweet um, and it basically said I make weird pop music and I'd like to write a pop song, write your comeback single, I think I said. Um, And then the same day, Celeste replied saying, that sounds rad. They did a single together, but that wasn't enough for Max Ben. We kept in touch and then the song happened and then um, we were at Celeste's wedding, I think it was, we all met up again, um, which was a couple of years after the original single came out. And then we decided it would be nice to do, do an album. So then Daphne and Celeste Save the World came about. So it's all off the back of Twitter, really. Um, just a, a sort of um, speculative tweet that I wrote and just didn't expect to hear back from it. You know, I sort of sent it and then kind of forgot I'd sent it and thought, oh, well, that's that. Checked my phone later and there was the reply. So I was quite bowled over, really. Then in 2018, it was announced that Daphne and Celeste were releasing a new album and going on tour which, to be fair, was the bizarrest piece of pop news since it was announced that Daphne and Celeste were playing Reading. They released Daphne and Celeste Save the World on download, CD, vinyl and pink vinyl, and the whole thing sold like hotcakes. The genius of Daphne and Celeste was that any criticism that could be levelled at them, they got there first, leaving their critics utterly powerless. They didn't pretend to be anything other than what they were, which was a flash-in-the-pan novelty act, But weirdly, it was this very self-awareness that still has us talking about them 18 years later. I caught up with Celeste and Daphne Caron just days before Caron's wedding to look back on what was truly the great pop caper of 2000. You'd be pleased to know that Daphne and Celeste are as hilarious today as they were back when they were trolling Saturday morning TV presenters with daft answers and sarky comments. This is Daphne and Celeste. I was so obsessed with both of your attitudes when you were on TV shows. I just thought it was absolutely amazing. Back then, we were also used to 
these kind of saccharine pop stars who would come on and give the stock answers and then you would come on and literally not give a shit. <laughs> Can I ask you, did you have, did you have to see Richard was- and Judy performance? Did you no. see? That's what I think I think that's our one of our classics. What do you think, Celeste? Oh yes, we were not invited back. <laughs> <laughs> they said, they said at the little, end that we could never early. come back. <laughs> what did but you do? I, we were I think I think we're I think we're too chatty for for that early in the morning. You were always really full on. Like it was always I always felt that when you were doing an interview on a kids TV show that there was some record company press officer just about 40 feet away, just waving and pulling her hair out. <laughs> you know, actually, we had, we didn't have, we didn't have somebody like that on our team. We had, like, really fun people who kind of, like, they thought it was, they thought it was entertaining. So we, I think yeah. that's part of the reason why, you know, we were allowed to sort of, you know, say whatever we wanted to say and sort of, like, you know, in the words of Russell Simmons, like, be you or be us or whatever, you know? Um, it was, um, we didn't have a lot of guidance when, it, you know, we were not exactly part of, like, a Disney hit-making machine, you know? And you could tell. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there was, there was an interview that I watched just online, and, like, listeners, for God's sake, just look at it, because it's so funny, because at one point, you're talking about how you both were touring with Steps. Um, right. And the interviewer asked if either of you fancied steps. And <laughs> Celeste, you looked like there's a cut to the most genuinely horrified look. <laughs> and then you just said, I don't think I'm H's type because you forget that, like, you know, the fact then it, we were still floating the possibility that H could actually be straight. Like, that was actually okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. That's really funny. Oh man. So how did how did it get started? Oh well, um we auditioned. That's the we first met at an audition for to, to be in the band. They were looking for um they were looking for um American girls. Um and we fit the bill. <laughs> yeah, two Americans. And were, two were American you... girls. <laughs> You, was this did, was this auditioned from a UK team or a, a, an American team? UK. Okay, so they yeah. were in America looking for two American girls. Yeah, it was it was based in the UK. I think I think they went through a couple of like interpretations of who would deliver the music, and then they ended up picking two cartoony girls. <laughs> I think is what well, they ended up. I will, and, and we've talked about this a lot, Celeste. How um, they at one point they weren't even going to have girls to front the to like sing the songs they're gonna have they're gonna have anime characters like the gorilla <laughs> do you remember do you remember gorillas yeah this was like a thing yeah. at the time remember it yes. was a thing so like yes. they every so, like, now and then they would have like a cartoon or like a hamster in a wheel do like a song or like, right <laughs> it's very weird <laughs> So instead of like a hamster in a wheel or like like anime anime characters, they went with us. And I'm still convinced of this. I mean, Celeste and I, I think, are both. You're convinced of this too, right? Says that we looked enough like anime characters that it was sort of like marrying the most of Beth worlds. Well, no, but also we kind of looked. I had a short bob at the time. Yeah. Oh, you mean based on the audition process in the sense that we didn't have to sing? <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Yeah. Just basing it on that, I was yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, so, you know, basically all we did was talk. I mean, I, I feel like in the first, like, the first time... A lot I of bouncing, bouncing around. Right, <laughs> we had to dance around, but we were, I mean, that's never been our forte, dancing. Um, no. 
there were some really there were some slick performances where you kind of go oh my god yeah they're totally pop star material but then like when you walk over to the oh, interview looking back it's just like oh, looking okay, back oh, at some of the performances shit. I can't believe our choreography not me either I'm I'm impressed with us I mean so back then we, we we didn't think we were doing we weren't doing the dance moves of like anybody else like I mean like I think steps no as it was club, very or, intense at the time yeah it was really intense moves and like. <laughs> So now, looking back, you know, I think, Br- we did I think well. Britney Spears was like doing dance battles with Justin Timberlake. It was like that time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that sets the stage well. Like that was what was expected of a pop star, and we could like we could do the cheer- like I think that cheerleading in UGLY we had a lot of moves. Yes, that, there was a, there was a, lot, a lot. There was a lot going on in UGLY. Yeah, a lot of moves. Lot. Yeah, so like looking back, I think there was you know, props. Like, there was moves. But like, I just have these, I just have these memories of our moms, like just laughing at us in the corner when we were like rehearsing our dance moves. Like, they could, do you remember that, Celeste? You can always trust your mom to keep your ego right in check. Like, can never take yes. yourself too seriously when your mom no. is in hysterics over your sweet dance moves. It's not gonna happen. No, they just could, they've got a kick out of it. And you know, when we were doing, when we were doing our shows, um, when we were doing our shows of like about a month ago, it was so funny because like it was we didn't realize how much choreography we had until we didn't have any choreography. Like okay. these new shows. Yeah. We were like, Oh wow, we did a lot. Like, you know. But it was We had a couple good. fans that knew the dance moves too and like right. reminded me of some some sweet parts that I had totally forgotten. <laughs> I know threw those into the mix. <laughs> Yeah. But so, uh, when you say that the that Daphne and Celeste could have been, you know, this anime thing, I can only imagine that the producers, when when you two were both hired for the for for the gig, um, that rapidly they would have found out that this, you, like, you didn't seem to stick to any template. I mean, you seemed you seemed like no. you, you seemed like two teenagers who were pretty bored with their part time job. We were given a very loose template. <laughs> <laughs> to build from. It was, very uh, yeah. it, was I mean, it was pretty much all a surprise. We booked the gig and then we ended up in the UK in a pop scene that we we weren't really aware of in the States. Right. So okay. it was very, it just like kind of snowballed after that to it just being really funny because we didn't know what was happening a lot of the time. I think also we wanted to, very quickly, it became about entertaining each other and surprising each other and saying outrageous things that would make the other person laugh. So, you know, it was sort of like a, it was very, it was kind of like an inside joke from like, from pretty early on, you know, where we just were trying to kind of, you know, have fun with each other in this completely, um, it's a, it's a, it is a, it was a real culture shock because we didn't know anything about the the pop scene or, you know. At that point, it was like, you know, it was massive in the UK and it hadn't really become that. When we kind of started, when we kind of started entertaining each other, then it just kind of, yeah, then it got really fun because you can only answer the same questions so many times. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I noticed that. Before you start like spicing it up a bit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And some of the answers were, were, they were pretty spicy in fairness. I mean, uh, Celeste, there was uh, an interview there that I saw that you did with Keith Duffy from Boyzone where he asked how you, how you picked the song and you just said the producer gave it to us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> next question oh my goodness <laughs> um, well, well I think it's also like you know 
you have to you have to also think about like well everyone else was so inspired by the pop songs they were singing they were like well in this moment and I was like really or did yeah by, by five six seven eight exactly <laughs> right. exactly and we were also singing like U-G-L-Y you ain't got no alibi you ugly like I mean if, right. if we took that seriously I think that like there would be it, it would be very uh, very disturbing on on so many different levels so I don't know. <laughs> it just it's, it's not, not exactly musical content right I mean we weren't exactly like you know changing the world with our, our with Oostick U you know like, Oostick U yeah well, not, yes. you know, yeah. and the legendary all, anthem yeah exactly <laughs> it was our new it was the new we are the world you know yeah like, yeah like that was what we were but going that's what for. Some people were acting guys. like. To be fair, there were some people in the pop world at the time that were seriously acting that way. <laughs> that totally. Like, yeah, completely. <laughs> and it, crazy. And that, that's I think why you were kind of so refreshing. I mean, even uh, Shirley Manson from Garbage said that you were her favorite girl group. That was so flattering. <laughs> that was, yeah, that very was like cool. one of the cooler things. <laughs> that was that was really cool because we we obviously you know she's, she's yeah so she's cool. amazing. She's a badass. So. She really is. But do, when you look back, do you see yourselves, do you see it as a really clever satire or was it like, oh, whatever happens, happens? <laughs> I think we were definitely like kind of curating the experience as much as you can as, you know, teenagers, you know, because like that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, what Celeste, age were you? I was 18 by the time we were over there. And so I was 16. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God, you were 16. She was 16. Yeah. There was a guardian with us. Uh, wow. So on, honestly, it wasn't even, I mean, we didn't even, we were really just entertaining each other. That's yeah. really what happened. We're happy people thought it was funny because we were just trying to make each other laugh. Like, Right. But I also think that like once you start um, improvising, you know, what started out sort of small, like when somebody asked us, you know, se- seriously, like somebody asked us, what's your favorite vegetable? Um, you know, so like, like when in it, all seriousness, like, yeah, like that was a question that was asked to us, and like you know, those were just to give you just to, to give you an idea of like you know what we were experiencing early on. Um, and so I think that's something that started small, where it was just like, oh, well, let's like make up some stories, let's you know, let's be you know, let's just have fun, let's you know, let's entertain each other. That then became what it was about so it was purely through improvisation that we sort of like figured out what um what was fun for us in terms of our you know yeah and it was just right before that googling age right before that age of being able to google facts where we could still get away with a lot like we could (laughs) make up stuff and people would believe us and that was the funniest part we we right. pushed these stories very very far too. Like Daphne was adopted. Like we'd go through like whole stories of how we met, and no yeah. one would ever be like, "Are you girls being honest or serious?" Like it never <laughs> came up ever. No, <laughs> I mean, and that's very sort of funny. The, and that's that like, kind of crack us up. How do you keep a straight face? Like that would be the hardest for us to do. It's like same character. Yeah, I know. Well, and it also like you know it was one of those things where you know once you once you see that people sort of just believe what you say at face value it was so hard not to just you know yeah. to the next level like you kind of had to push it and and see uh see how far and how much you could get away with and so. some of your like you really ended up in some in front of some asshole interviewers like i mean people seem to really um like there was a guy on an interview there this morning who just seemed so annoyed that you could not be taken this seriously i mean did you meet much of oh that? yeah people would get really mad at us that would be the weirdest thing for me too because 
Daphne and I were teenagers, so when like adults would get really mad at us, that would be very strange. <laughs> like, wow, That's this person true. does not have a sense of humor at all. <laughs> I know. It's true. Well, because I also think that like, you know, there are you know, I, I mean, I, th- I think we can all agree that, like, there are some things that are far more serious than other things, you know? And, and when we're talking right. about pop, when we're talking about, like, teeny bop or pop, like, that is not exactly the, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not exactly the same thing as being, you know, like a like a nuclear physicist or something. I don't know. You know. But we were toting ourselves as, like, true artists, like artists of, like, the craft. Right. Like, we weren't toting ourselves as that. So when people no. would expect a certain thing, I would always be so shocked. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> what are yeah. the girls that sing UGLY? What were you expecting? Yeah, exactly. like, I, it actually would have been funny. It would have been funny, Celeste, if like we had if we had had some of those like super profound interviews back then. Like that. Would oh have my been god, kind that would have awesome. been funny. <laughs> like a like every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Like, every once in a while, we were like, well, you know, we. Um, we're changing the world with this stuff. Off your butt with a coconut is about how vital the coconut fruit is for us as a species. Well, yeah, I'm like something let's like not, that. Let's not rape our planet, you know. U G L Y. It's about deforestation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a world oh without God. trees. Yeah, it's fern. It's, it's fern gully. I don't know if you've seen that that film, yeah. but it's like fern gully. Fringali's a classic. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic, as is UGLY, which is essentially about the same thing. Yes, exactly. But you just, you know, we just do a better job of camouflaging the real theme. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I just wish people would read between the lines. That's my thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. One I know. of the things that I really have to ask you about is um, the. <laughs> Which was, it feels like it was the pinnacle of Daphne and Celeste um, and also maybe the implosion, but it was the, it was your performance at Reading. Yeah. Um, which, I, like, it's horrendous that you two ended up in that situation. But we wanted to be in that I situation. Think- <laughs> so and I really I think- get that now. <laughs> yeah, so, so I think, you know, I think that like the, the p- feeling sorry for us, like we completely and totally like, you know, forced the the Reading Rock Festival's hand, you know, like really, yeah, we yeah. just lied. We just lied. Celeste we didn't really think they were going to go for it, though. No. Well, really? So, so I, mean, I was shocked that they were even paying attention, and I was like, "Whoa, they're actually going to let us do that?" Well, you know, I think that on some level, again, it's like it's going back to like that that notion that like we are trying to see like how far we could push it and so right it was all very experimental it was so experimental like we knew we were secreting shit before that book came out you know like we were just like <laughs> saying it is so and then it happens and then we're like getting bottled on stage at the Reading Rock Festival you know that happens you what can did, secret things people did anyone like when you were booked for writing was there anyone in like in your management or your record company that was kind of thinking this might not be a great idea girls Everyone, Uh, like everyone. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone was like so many times. Like, are you sure? Yeah, and also, our manager was like terrified. He was terrified. Yeah, oh, so terrified. Like, absolutely terrified. I was underage. It's like if we died on stage. (laughs) Right, and so I think that everyone was very um, nervous about the appearance. Except, you know, Celeste. I don't think we. I think that like, we weren't. No, I think we had. We weren't because yeah. we assumed no one was going to come. Though that was going to be right. the most embarrassing thing is no one showing up. What happened was something okay. we weren't really expecting. 
Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, I think that, you know, the real, the real thing that would have, like, hurt us that day would have been if, like, no one had come and Celeste. No one came. But, like, <laughs> the fact that there were so many people that hated us so much. But, I mean, and, you know. And so many people that put so much mind. effort in. I mean, I, So much I was, effort. That's really what meant a lot to me. It's like when you like, really dislike someone to that degree to like pre-think about it. Like yeah. the people that went, hate. that made signs. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, I just, I love the idea of these, these metalers like at home with like their glitter pens. That's exactly <laughs> going, what I was thinking. I am really totally. going to get these girls. Like there's a guy. It's so the, funny for me to like think about that. There's a guy in the, in the middle of it who has bollocks, but like he has a sign for each letter of bollocks. And I mean, that's. That's an afternoon. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. No, I know. All like, like, I wonder if they thought about any of the bands they really like that much. Like the exactly. ones they genuinely listen to. <laughs> right. Well, well, that's a crazy thing. And then the other thing is like the, actually the things that were thrown. You know, I wrote a list right afterwards of what people had thrown. And like people th- like they threw like chunks of meat, tomatoes, <laughs> Um, all kinds of sneakers, so, like a hodgepodge of fest- festival items were thrown. <laughs> uh, uh, right, but the thing is, like, and I also like people threw shoes, tomatoes. Threw- yeah, tomatoes. Someone totally brought like the literal what you throw at someone. Yeah, literally <laughs> tomatoes. But at the same time, if you're throwing raw meat onto the stage, that's it was packaged. To be fair, but if you're throwing that and also the tomatoes, that's surely a hamburger. You know, exactly. so surely a meal of some sort. Right, so you're giving up your dinner. Because because you hate us so much. Like, that is... That's significant, yeah, who, who that's really insane. won this argument? And also, people get searched going into these things. I know. It's just... Well, and then the wheelchair was, like, my favorite. Because somebody actually gave up their mo- mobility for us, you know? They threw a wheelchair. Somebody threw a wheelchair, yeah. That a wheelchair. Jesus. Somebody threw a wheelchair. That's the best one. Yeah, that's our favorite. But it's... It, I mean, I think that it's And it the took several thing. people, and it didn't get very far, but they tried. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> On the video that's on Thank the God video festivals on... have like a lot of space between the stage and the people because it might have made it up there. <laughs> no, it was definitely um, that was that was one that, that that was a big one. It's all very <laughs> so weird. <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, I definitely, definitely thank the security at Reading that year because gosh, <laughs> yeah. gosh, gosh bless those people. <laughs> but but Celeste, really I also don't think I also don't think that that you should underestimate our ability to dodge things because I think that was impressive. I was shocked. Yeah, we were quite. I didn't realize, you know, we're not great dancers, but we're really good at like evading bottles. Yeah, I I mean, still keeping the choreography going. You know, I mean, it it was still the choreography was still recognizable in all the dodging. (laughs) (laughs) We still, we still did our choreography. You know, we were true to like, you know, we were living the pop dream up there on the stage. (laughs) <laughs> ridiculous and how how did it come about that you like I mean well firstly when when Daphne and Celeste when it all ended how did it end I mean obviously the wheelchair was thrown at you but like <laughs> what was the official you know okay that we're, that it's time's up now I mean I don't know if it I don't know if there was ever like an official day where it was like this is you know we are no longer um, we are no longer coming out with any music so do yeah. you remember like a specific because I can't recall a specific moment I think it was sort of like a, no sort of uh, we just kind of eased back into our lives in New York and you know kind yeah. of moved on to new things you know it was a job so it wasn't mm. you know we were hired to be in this pop band that's so the thing because we auditioned and because we had been like through this process with other gigs it's like we looked at it as a gig. Like we didn't assume that yeah. we were gonna be there forever. Like, 
Okay. Right. We didn't think that, so right. we're just kind of like, yeah, okay, you, cool. You were really clear about that on some interviews. Yeah. I mean, we wanted to do a TV, we definitely wanted to do a TV show. That was something that, like, we talked about. Yes. Um, so that was, that was something that we, like, definitely. I mean, a TV show like, now, like a sitcom now about Daphne and Celeste late in life. I mean. It could be very funny. That's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think and there's it, so much fun UK television. That's the thing. I, when I moved there, I hadn't seen, like, a lot of the. Uh, <clears throat> the fun comedy that's over there so we became really inspired when we lived in UK we're like we totally want to show it seems so fun well I mean yeah. I've been like I mean I was like obsessed with AbFab like yeah, yeah AbFab was out Ruby Wax was out people were like having lots of fun yeah and after Daphne and Celeste how did you you, you know you you, you both did theatre and movies Karen you wrote you were writing on Recovery Road and then yeah. uh, Celeste a, yeah. you were in 30 Rock and stuff so what was it like just moving on when when people that you were working with maybe, you know, five or six years down the line. And then you would say, oh yeah, I was in this, I was in this pop band in the UK. Here, here's us getting bottled at Reading. Like what were people's reaction? Oh my God. It's still one of my favorite. It's, it's oh, actually yeah. one of my favorite things to sort of just like drop casually because it's so ridiculous and bizarre. Um, you know, cause I mean, the thing is, look, I think we all have like one or two stories that are like very unique and different than any other person's experience or um, than most people's experience. And so I feel like definitely that is one for us, you know? What do you think yeah. us? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something I let come out in time. I don't tell people right away. I do sometimes. <laughs> people people get very concerned that I was that it was that I was bottled. <laughs> are, you, are you okay? Are you traumatized for life? It's like, no, <laughs> fine. Oh my god! I, really I actually, I actually love like it's. I must look. Things. I feel like I look very little in the videos too. Like people think I look very young. You do. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> well, you are really young. Like I'm like, don't even... worry. My mom was there. Like I never know how to make people feel better. Like <laughs> yeah, she was it's there. Been... She was. She got in the way of the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we. I think our families, if anybody was traumatized from the experience, it was like your little sister, Celeste, and my brother and your mom, like they were the people that were like traumatized. You know, we were kind of afterwards, we were sort of like, you know, we're kind of like buzzing off of like, this kind of like crazy weird high. (laughs) We did it. We didn't get hit once. You know, like we felt like we had won. And and our, our, our family... Like, they just looked at us and, like, they were shell-shocked. You know, like, they were absolutely um, just the, completely devastated by because all of it. <laughs> there's yeah. an interview where you, you talk about, uh, like, it's obviously, it's just, like, within a few minutes of having done the gig, you talk about, you're both talking about how great it went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. We, I mean, we made it through our set, so we were really yeah. happy about that. A bunch yeah. of people came. We were really happy about that. They made signs, not positive ones, but still. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> What what else is there? Well, I also think that there's something too, like, you always want to be contrary in those situations. So when people are like, oh my God, like, are you okay? You want to be like, oh my God, it was great. What are you talking about? It was so (laughs) fun. Like, you kind of want to go I really did think it was great, though, because I was for sure, I thought I was definitely going to get hit by something. Me too. too. Not getting hit was really like, I was like, wow, that went great. Like, I'm not knocked unconscious. So, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's a winner. And I... I also felt like we had played the biggest joke on, like, it was just, like, we had played this, like, grand prank 
Yes. You know? Yes. So I absolutely really agree cool. with that. That was yeah. I didn't I mean, know was... what to call it. It was like way before trolling was a thing. I didn't know like that like satisfaction of pulling off like a great prank, but like this yeah. was the greatest prank and everyone fell for it because the audience was huge. <laughs> and nobody's done it since. In fact, in fact, people have do- gone the other way. And now at festivals, they like the novelty act. Mm, it's this retro thing. Like, the funny. tent is packed out for Benga Boys last year, you know? Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Benga Boys. Wow. So we were you... just a little ahead. We were just a little just, ahead. That's exactly it. Pioneers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've always said it since I heard Stick You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at us. We're just always changing. I think that we demanded to sing live at Reading too, so we sang live yeah. as well, which is also very like. <laughs> Your artist. Oh my god! No, we had. No, we that had was a big to. deal. For- <laughs> we had. Yeah. No, we had. No, we had to because like the other thing is, it's to me like one of the beautiful things about it is that we were singing along to like these, you know, to these pop tracks. We had no light. Like we didn't have instruments. Nothing. It was just yeah. nothing. <laughs> nothing. A pop track. Not even like a DJ pretending to play. (laughs) We had nothing. And so that I think, again, you know, did, you know, looking back, I don't, you know, it's, 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 it's but a blip in, blip in history. But I think for, for the history of Daphne and Celeste, it was quite significant. (laughs) Yeah, it was iconic. It's iconic. (laughs) And how did you uh, decide to, like, because you, you just had an album out and Daphne and Celeste saved the world. How did that come about? Because you did a single a couple of years ago. Um, and it, it was such a shock because it was like, Daphne and Celeste are coming back. Amazing. And uh, you did a single and then a couple, uh, two years later, was it? That then a whole brand new album and you, and you did some gigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, well, Daphne and I, and I have like stayed really good friends. So we thought it'd be fun to work together if the opportunity came up. And then Max Hunter sent us these really awesome songs and we decided to go for it. And it's been a blast. It's been so good to see everybody and tour. But also he found he found us on Twitter, which I think is sort of yeah. that's something that never would have happened in the late nineties. Yeah. Um, no, so no. It was it was a it was a it was a it was a collaboration born out of a tweet, um, which I think is kind of awesome and weird. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, and so. And also, you did a whole package of like you know you it wasn't just download like there were there was merch and stuff, wasn't there? Yeah, and Celeste did, Celeste was pretty much in charge of all of that, and she did a really great job finding artists and people to do really, really cool merch. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun. Tour was really, really fun. We decided to do kind of like a wacky show, and we made like balloon animals, and we had bubbles, and we just wanted to give people a really good party. It was so, so much fun. We had yeah, we blast. had so much fun. Yeah. I spoke to Max, and he said he wants it to get bigger. He said he wants to do there to be more Daphne and Celeste shows and bigger slightly more production and maybe to do some more festivals uh, are you are you both up for that oh totally yeah totally. that would be amazing this this was very diy so yeah. we'd love to do something yeah. bigger and just have yeah. an even yeah. bigger party really yeah. right and we have like and we had some we have some things that like we could do on like a bigger you know the, on, a, on a bigger kind of stage with you know more like we've we have like a, another show that we'd really like to do that's different than the one that we did yeah yeah and in, in april max like reworks all the hits too which i think is really fun for people to like hear like a reimagined version of these songs that they know that was really fun oh totally oh, cool fun. also just like remembering... yeah, they're like they're like max tundra remix which is max very cool spy girl. <laughs> and he didn't do spy girl um he did uh uh Usagi and, and and ugly and um and they're cool but like i will say that was probably the most tricky thing, Celeste, don't you think? Remembering the lyrics to the old songs. That was like... Right. 
that was one of like the biggest tr- that was one of the trickiest parts of the tour it was like oh my god what comes next <laughs> up your boat with a coconut I know, I know. face in your head uh yeah facial hair, like, pull, like what's like <laughs> what's coming <laughs> next fucking space yeah, so. there were like so many things yeah <laughs> And they, they're no, they're no, you know, they're all non sequiturs, so you're kind of just like yeah, yeah, you're just pulling them out of the air. That's no yeah, rhyme or exactly. reason. Um, and like, and you want to get them right because the fans know them in order, so you want to get it correct. Right. And yeah. like yeah. one of them, at one of them, I totally think I said like I was doing the wrong words, and somebody right in front was singing the right ones, and I was just like, all right, well, like, <laughs> you should probably take the mic now. Like, you should get up here. <laughs> Well, uh, if you want my opinion, I think you should both do the Edinburgh festivals and get, uh, do the Edinburgh festival and get a sitcom. Oh, that would be awesome! That oh, that's a really, that's a great idea. Actually, like I would love to do Edinburgh. I've never you even totally been to the should. festival. It would be really. I mean, I love. There's the New York Fringe that I love, and I've done stuff at. Um, but Edinburgh would be really cool. I, I like. Think, I like what you so think. Fun. That's like a yeah. good strategy. Very good Thank you. I mean, you would have every gay person in the UK is in Edinburgh for some at some point in August. Like you literally would clean up. <laughs> you, need, you, need to, you need to start going after the gay cash. Okay. <laughs> Has that ever occurred to Daphne and Celeste? Have you ever thought about going after the gay market? <laughs> um, I every feel market like, that'll have I mean, us. We had a really great time at Sink the Pink. Yeah. We did Sink the Pink when we were in London. That oh, was yeah. a super fun party. So that was fun. We did G A Y. We've done which was really fun. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we are just always, you know, we're always happy when people, when people, like, when people think that, you know, when people, when, di- when people dig what we're trying to do, like, we always, you know, we love it. It's when you touch lives, that's yeah. what it is. It's when you touch lives and, like, touch people's hearts and make their day a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean. With our size. Right, exactly. I mean, with like with the with the incredible insights of you know some of our older stuff. And but actually, yeah. like that being that's said, the, that's the best thing about Max Tundra stuff in this yeah, new record yeah. is that's it's very positive. Yeah, it's, it's it's really quirky. Like I love a song for a succulent is one of my favorites. I really Aww. like that one too. Yeah, it's I, very very sweet. He's it's, also it's so it's such an eclectic album, and um, it's sort of. Um, I, I mean, I hope I hope that when you first listened to it, it was pretty surprising because I think it was surprising when he would send us the tracks, you know, seeing yeah. how it all came together was was very exciting. You got a real like everyone really picked up on it, you know, like you were in you were all over the, the media and stuff. Like, were you really, really surprised that when you uh, did do a comeback that people got on board really, really quickly? Well, I mean, yeah, I think we're, I mean, it's always pretty surprising to me. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're definitely exciting. You never know, you know, I mean, you yeah. never know what to expect. You never, you know, it had been a very long time since we'd come out with anything. <laughs> so <laughs> it was very, so it was really, it was really cool. Um, it was really cool too when we were doing the shows and like, you know, there were people there who, um, that were, you know, people, they, you know, they had been fans of ours when they were kids or, you know, younger um and people who are fans of max's and sort of seeing how all that came together and and, and new people people who just you know yeah that was really fun really to see the mix. know much about us yeah it was you know it's always surprising um and it's always you know it's, it's, it's a pleasant surprise so cool well it's been so amazing to talk to you about it's been brilliant thank you so much oh before we go i have one question for you karen how did you oh, end yes. up daphne Oh, I know. It's a. Uh, I don't really. I don't this actually so know. No, I don't actually know. Um, when we were 
when we were doing, so we recorded Ustic You and, um, and Ugly in New York right after, like within a couple of months of getting, getting the gig. And, you know, at the beginning of the song, it's like, hey, this is my friend Daphne and I'm Celeste. Yeah. So we were playing around with a lot of different names. We were like, hey, this is my friend Bertha and I'm Ethel. You know, like just we were playing around <laughs> with lots of different names. And it wasn't I didn't realize that that meant that we were going to have new names. I guess one of the recordings must have been, hey, this is my friend Daphne and I'm Celeste. So um, and I think that was, you know, it was, it was an obvious Scooby-Doo res- uh, reference. And yeah, when I got to the UK, it was like, hey, your name's Daphne and you're two years younger. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, so that's essentially how it happened and no email about it no memo no. i didn't find out until i got there that my name was going to be daphne and that we were going to be called daphne and celeste it was um, really tricky in the beginning because i would just call her like if we were like in an interview or like a photo shoot or something i would just like someone would be calling daphne and yeah. karen wasn't oh, yeah, used to her name being daphne yet so they would just be calling <laughs> but she would never I, turn around i wouldn't turn around <laughs> And then the other thing that was really, the other thing that was really, um, like, like kind of fun for me is that if I liked somebody, I would say, hey, like, just so you know, my real name's Karen. So it was, like, really, like, like so it was, like, inside cool information that yeah, my name was Karen. <laughs> In interviews, Celeste would say, like, if it was, like, what's Daphne's nickname? She'd say, Karen. that was my nickname like it was all my tracks in case i slipped up (laughs) yeah it was very it was very funny (laughs) i will say now that i actually kind of like that i have another name because it's such a different you know it's it's such a different life like when we're in the uk it's like so like you know you know in the band it's like such a different thing than like our you know our day-to-day you know you know, in LA. Yeah, yeah, it's all of it. Yeah. So, like Beyonce yeah, so kind of... and Sasha Fierce. It's like a different. That's exactly yeah. what it's like. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, god. Uh, it's been so cool to talk to you both. Thank you so much. Um, yes, I'll, I'll shoot you. you an email when this comes out. It'll be uh, out in a couple of weeks. Awesome. Oh, wonderful. Great talking thank to you. you. Brilliant. And I hope to see you in Edinburgh. Come on, girls. It'll be amazing. For sure. I love it. We it's would an love amazing, to. An amazing plan. That's Maybe you'll be. Will you be in the show with us? Oh, totally! Oh my god, yeah, absolutely! Oh my That'd god, this is so good. Okay. I can play. I can play guitar for an acoustic version of UGLY. Done, <laughs> done. That's happening. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, we must discuss this further. I think we've got. It. We've come up with this wonderful plan. Nailed. Great. <laughs> Looking forward to collaborating. It'll be great. Great chatting. <laughs> great Talk chatting. You Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That was the brilliant Daphne and Celeste and Max Tundra. I tend to have great ideas for other people, and the more I think about it, Daphne and Celeste at Edinburgh Fringe. Who wouldn't go? Get on that. Seriously. My thanks to Celeste, Karen and Ben for being my guests. There are links to Max Tundra and Daphne and Celeste Music in the info for this podcast. You can follow them on all the socials. I'm at Garode Farrelly in real life on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. So come find me on Instagram because I'm new there and um, there are some photographs from interviews and stuff. And also there's photographs of my cat. I love you, Boots. Also, if you like this podcast, you should check out Unflopped. It's a podcast where three guys look at flopped singles and decide which ones to unflop. It is absolutely incredible. Thank you, Shane Byrne, for putting me onto it, but I have been absolutely binging on that podcast. It's called Unflapped, and you'll find it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So give that a go. What else? Uh, thanks to all of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 
Make sure you listen to the Alison Spittle Show. There will be a new episode soon. Thanks for listening. When I edit these interviews, sometimes I am genuinely horrified by what I have said. Or in this case, didn't say. Were you, um, did you like, did you like the songs when they first came out? Um, I, well, I thought that, I, I thought this, I loved Too Late Garoad. Too Late. What an asshole. And just to clarify, I had Stick You and Ugly on CD single. I didn't have the album. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.